Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Gumbo Pot Sports Podcast. It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host. Thank you so much for checking out the Gumbo Pot Sports Podcast. This is episode number three. Uh, and we have a special guest with us here on the Gumbo Pot, a good friend of mine. Uh, some of you have been following the NFC South versus the NFL. You are very familiar with this gentleman. He is the representative for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I know he's extremely excited because his team has a wild card matchup against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. And he's here to talk to us a little bit about it. Uh, I want to welcome Mr. DJ from the NFC South versus the NFL. DJ, how you doing, man? Good, TJ, man. Appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. And uh, what's going on, Gumbo Nation? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, thank thank you so much for being here. And I I just think that it suffice, man, that you're the very first guest on the show, man. you know, we have a really good relationship, man. It w- I would not want to have anybody else to be on this show to to be the inaugural, um, you know, person that I interview, man. So I appreciate your time, man. Man, you already know, man. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it, man. We're going to talk a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, before we get into that, um, let's talk a little bit about a game that just uh, taking place. Um, if you're watching this live. Uh, the Miami Dolphins just lost to the Buffalo Bills. Man, that was a very competitive game, man. And it, was, it shocked a lot of people, to be honest with you. I mean, nobody uh, really thought uh, that the quarterback, uh, Skyler, uh, would have went out here and put forth the effort that he did. I mean, he, it wasn't the best effort that you ever seen, you know. But at the same time, Skyler Thompson did some things that a lot of people didn't think that he would be able to do. And the Miami Dolphins, they rallied behind him. Uh, DJ, were you shocked about the outcome of this game, even though the Buffalo Bills won the game? Uh, were you shocked that Miami made it as competitive as it was? Um, there, there has to be a little bit of a shock factor. I mean, you know, Tua has had a pretty good season. I know down the stretch it wasn't the best, obviously, um, what we saw out of him. But to see what Skylar Thompson came out there, what is he, a second or maybe even third string when the season probably started? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> these, these quarterbacks, you know, I think for me, it's changing my thought process when it comes to the quarterback position right. in general because we're seeing players like Skyler, like um, Buddy Brock from Purdy. Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These players, I mean, it's still irrelevant. You know, these are, mm-hmm. these are guys that, you know, they're just taking probably as camp meet. And they're out here playing competitive ball 
with the te teams that were structured, you know, the right way to be competitive. Mm. And he just got the weapons around them. You know, just about anybody can run it, especially it's like these younger kids are able to, you know, flourish mm -hmm. with this type of um, atmosphere. Good coaching, mm -hmm. good atmosphere. You know, not like the Raiders. But um, <laughs> yeah, but overall, you know, Scholar, it wasn't perfect, right? It wasn't, he wasn't out there slinging. You know, Purdy is definitely like the better prospect when you're talking about a younger player. Right. Um, but overall, for them to stick into the game, you know, keep it close. I know it wasn't close at the beginning. Uh, they kind of closed the gap and, um, I'm not I'm not all the way shocked because, like I said, I think there's some good quarterbacks that aren't. I don't know how you put it. Like they they're not featured, I guess, and not talked about. There's some good quarterbacks on from the younger standpoint. I'm not. I'm not. Right. You know, what I'm saying it's not shocking yeah. to see somebody be able to play that position at a high level like that. Well, DJ, let me ask you this though. Okay, so what is that a testament to? Is it a testament to the quarterback themselves? Maybe like some of the scouts may have got it wrong. Or uh, is it a testament to these coaches? I mean, Mike McDaniel. I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Is this a testament to their greatness as coaches? Uh, I mean, what do you see? I see, like you said, yeah, Mike Daniels, I'm an offensive-minded guy. I know he started off as like what a, a running game coordinator or something mm -hmm. like that. Right. Um, yeah, I think, once again, you're putting players around this guy like a, you know, Tyreek Hill and you know mm -hmm. Waddle and right. Jeff Wilson, uh, decent offensive line, a good defense. Um, yeah, it, it's a good it's a good atmosphere. We're not mm -hmm. spending two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, which you know you could look at Josh Allen getting paid over there and everything mm -hmm. like that. Right, but you know if you're you're not you don't need to put all that money into a quarterback if you put the system around it mm -hmm. to be really, really good. And you've got a good coach. I think Mike Daniels is a good coach, yeah. even though uh, they kind of had a tough stretch down the, um, you know, down the end of the season. Right. But, you know, like I said, Scholar, he ain't do nothing to blow anybody off their boats. Nah. I mean, <laughs> he didn't. But at the same time, I've seen a lot worse for somebody. And this is a playoff game. I mean, look, we've seen some of the best quarterbacks come up small i mean in these games especially yep. in the playoffs playoffs is a different beat so for mm -hmm. me to think this kid was gonna come out here and just light the world on fire that's not fair either but right. i think he still looked like a part like he should have been there you yeah know what i'm saying yeah i mean look he did a good job i mean all things considered you mentioned it he's a third string quarterback guy wasn't even supposed to be playing in this game for him to be thrust uh into this spot i mean he played as best as he could i mean some some plays he wish he could have back Oh, yeah. um, but there were a couple of plays that he made. I mean, throwing the ball down the field, Jalen Waddle got to help him out. Uh, you know, Michael Siggy got to help him out. Uh, you know, some of these guys had to help him out. They would have had uh, bigger plays, but credit to them not giving up and seeing it all the way to the end. And it came down to a final possession. They just couldn't get the job done. So if you're going to get put out of the playoffs, I mean, that's the way that you want to do it, fighting, kicking and screaming. So uh, credit to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Mike McDaniel did a really good job getting him prepared. Uh, uh that whole um, play clock thing, I, I don't know, man. It, I, it was just the craziest <laughs> thing I ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's like they could not get themselves set by the time the clock hit zero. And and for the most part, like I feel like the referees actually gave them, you know, saying some leeway when it came to that. Yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, definitely. I mean, it was still was a good game. It was really exciting. Uh, for those that are uh, maybe wondering what the score of the New York Football Giants and uh, Minnesota Vikings game. Uh, the Giants are winning right now, 14-7, to end of the yep. first quarter. So, I mean, the Giants are looking 
uh, pretty looking pretty good. I mean, both teams started off uh, opening drive by Minnesota. Uh, the Giants came through. They they had a good opening drive, and then they got the three and out. Then all of a sudden, here we come again, you know, and they score one more time. So 14 to 7 uh, at the beginning of the second quarter. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about another th- game that's going to happen tonight, DJ. Uh, another division game, uh, two, got, uh, two teams that are very familiar with each other, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, we know, are going to be without star quarterback Lamar Jackson, who's mm. dealing with a PCL injury. Uh, he came out on Twitter and gave the fans as well as uh, everyone out there uh, information about what was going on with him. Uh, a lot of uh, football aficionados and, you know, talking heads have a lot to say about what Lamar Jackson needs to do. Should he play? I think I heard Michael Vick say maybe you just need to put a brace on. You had uh, Charles Woodson, legendary uh, defensive back in his own right, talking about having a warrior mentality. Uh, RG3 kind of stepped in and said, you know, you kind of got to, you know, have some self-preservation about this. What are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson uh, choosing not to, you know, go with a PCL injury? Or uh, uh, better yet, I feel like that's in bad taste. Could he have gone, (laughs) uh, in your honest opinion? And if if not, then, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I guarantee he could have went. But for – why would he invest himself in a team that hasn't invested into him yet? Mm. Because if something was that happened to him, what are they going to do? It's already – you already waited a whole season. They're going mm. – well, I appreciate the <laughs> service. Exactly. You know, it's like you know, I'm prior military. You know, <laughs> the biggest irony to me is people be like, we appreciate your service, but you have no idea what I went through. Mm. Mm. You don't. You don't know that they don't want to give me insurance after – you know what I'm saying? Some of the injuries I've dealt with in the military. Yeah. Why would why would Lamar Jackson put himself in harm's way in a playoff game, which we all know playoff football is different, mm-hmm. and turn that PCL into an MCL to a to a um, you know something something that ACL, could be a ride yeah. or ACL? I mean, mm-hmm. that would be dumb by him. And there's a player that you guys currently have in your roster that did that, and we see the narrative that people put on him constantly. And that's Jameis Winston. Right. Jameis Winston had the same exact injury. Aaron Rodgers was on IR for the entire year. Mm-hmm. James went out there and played and played awful, mm. but he did it for the team. He did right. it because the team, I'm assuming the coach was like, we need you right down this stretch. I think there was the stretch where, um, we ended up going, was that the nine seven year? I can't remember what year it was, yeah. but, the same exact rotator cuff injury that Jameis Winston had. Aaron Rodgers went on IR, said bye, see y'all later. Mm. You know, left his team out. Smart, right? I mean, I'm not, I don't yeah. have nothing to guess what Aaron Rodgers did. Good it's point. A simple fact that you know that warrior, you know, mentality doesn't get you nothing but scrutiny, yeah. especially if you don't do well. Yeah. So why would Lamar Jackson, who's already been opened up, for, you know, for scrutiny, go out there? Which let's be honest, Lamar Jackson has not been the best in the playoffs. So, you know, why would he even open himself up to having a bad game where that's going to be the narrative, not because he has an injury or potentially even hurt it or make it worse against his neighbor? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I think I, I don't blame Charles Woodson and I don't blame Michael Vick. But here's the thing, you know, 
they're just two different generations. I, I feel like the generations past. I guess you can you can add Charles Woodson, Michael Vick, uh, a little bit of our generation. Like, you know, I, I think that when it came down to us, I don't think we really understood our worth as much. I think when it when we when it came down to like, it, it was as if people are giving you an opportunity. Like, I'm giving you this. It's an honor for you to start at quarterback. It's an honor for you to be our starting cornerback. And a lot of those guys kind of wet it on their shoulders, like, okay, this team, they they selected me. I'm going to go hard for them. But this modern society today, it just seems like to me that they're understanding their worth and they, they're not going to be used as pawns in a game. And I think that this is what Lamar Jackson is dealing with. He understands that he is a pawn and he, and he does not want to be used like that, right? You know, like if he would have went out there and played tonight, with that PCL injury, and like you said, it would have made something even worse. They would have just moved on from. Him. They would have drafted themselves a quarterback, or probably aggressively tried to do something free agency to bring a guy in like Garoppolo or some of those other free agents out there, and they wouldn't have even thought twice about it because the wheels keep on turning. This is a guy that understands his work. This is a guy that understands that he is a league MVP. He is a guy that can generate plays with his arm as well as with his legs. And he is one of the most dynamic players of the modern era right now. So I just think that by him sitting himself out, it I feel like this is a guy that understands who he is and what he brings to the team. And I honestly feel like the Baltimore Ravens, they should be ashamed of themselves because they had an opportunity, DJ, to actually sign this guy to a long-term deal. Like, what more do you need to see? You drafted this guy. This guy was a league MVP. He has brought you to the playoffs. He he has won games for you. You know, I think he has like more wins, like a starter quarterback over his first like three seasons or something, something crazy like that. And yet you still don't want to commit to this guy. So if you're not going to commit to him, just like you said, why should he commit to you? If you're not going to show him that you're going to give everything for him, why should he do the same thing? I feel like it's a, the right decision. And if the Baltimore Ravens fall flat on their face tonight, they don't have anybody to blame but themselves because they could have avoided this situation here tonight that they're about to endure. But I, look, I'm always on the side of the players because I know for the most part, man, this, this league doesn't really care about these guys like that. Like they will, they will completely like push these guys to the side if they're dealing with injury and replace them with somebody else. So I think Lamar Jackson is doing a, a really good thing here. And even though, I mean, I, I feel this way. I don't feel like it would change the outcome regardless if you would have played tonight. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals are just on another level right now. I mean, they've been red hot as of late going down the stretch. Uh, final question for you, it involves the Cincinnati Bengals. What are your thoughts on the Bengals uh, and what you have seen? I mean, your team, my team, uh, the Saints, uh, we played the Cincinnati Bengals, man. You had, we, we've had opportunity to see these guys up close. So what are your thoughts on the Cincinnati Bengals? Man, <laughs> that team does not blink. You know, they, you know, even looking at our game, I mean, we were up 17 nothing in that game. Right. And I remember I was with my boy at the Christmas party mm. watching the game. Mm. They kicked that field goal. I told him straight up, we're going to lose this game. Mm. Because wow. I've watched the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they can kill you in the pass, run. They got good defense. I mean, Everything about that team is very well balanced. And I knew my team is not balanced. And for, you know, for you to end the game, you got to be able to run the ball. And you got to be able to, you know, 
burn clock and not do three and outs, which we are probably the kings of in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't we weren't going to keep them off the field. And right. that was the problem. Joe Burrow has grown on me so much from LSU to today. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just as a person, a player and what he does out there, a leader, um, you don't win as many games as they did down the stretch. What they went like, I like, like, like seven or eight, yeah, seven yeah, or eight like, games, yeah, like eight and one or something like that down the stretch. And they dealt with adversity. I mean, they play and they also had to play teams. Um, I wish I had a schedule. I think I watched another game that they played that was really, I think it was the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. That was really, uh, it was a really good game. And I think it came down to a little bit. And like I said, they just, when you have a calming piece like a Joe Burrow at quarterback, um, it just you never feel like you're out the game, and and I don't know. And they play in these hard games. They play in the AFC North. I mean, they play against the Ra- you know what I'm saying the Ravens, the mm-hmm. Steelers. I mean, people try to give Steelers credit. Hell, they hell still. Right. Um, even the Browns, you know, could be a nuisance at times. Exactly. Um, so you're already battle tested within your division, and then on top of that, they're the kings of the division. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just I don't know. Like I said, they they could beat you so many different ways. Right. And they're just, you know, they 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 have playoff or excuse me, Super Bowl caliber players because they already been there. You know what I'm yep. saying? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all they're tested. I mean, yeah, that's what you need in the NFL. I mean, the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got the right quarterback and you got the right mentality. I mean, when when you have a quarterback like that, I mean, this guy just doesn't give up no matter what what the score is. <laughs> I, I really it is it, every now and then you see a quarterback DJ when they probably have to they're probably down 20 or they're probably down 24 and they probably thinking to themselves, I got to write where I want, you know? <laughs> so I, I, he's one of those guys, man. And, um, you know, it is, is very great to watch. I mean, I don't care if you're a fan or who you're a fan of great quarterback play is, is beautiful to watch. You know, when you can find a guy who can, who can sling the rock around that can distribute the ball. And I mean, it is just magical. No matter what side of the fence you stand on, uh, it is it, great to watch. But but let's go ahead and fast forward, man. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you know, a team with a great quarterback. I'm talking Tom Brady here. It's your team. They're taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, two teams, man, they're very polarizing. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been polarizing over the last three years, especially since they acquired Tom Brady. And of course, the Dallas Cowboys always seem to find themselves uh in the limelight. Uh, <laughs> even though, you know, sometimes they deserve it, sometimes they don't, but they're here and they have a big-time matchup versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Raymond James Stadium. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, they're, they're licking their wounds after an embarrassing loss to the Washington Commanders. Third-string quarterback, here we go again, DJ. Sam Howell goes out there and wheels and deals uh, the Washington Commanders to a victory, and Dak Prescott looked like slow. I mean, there's no way around. He, he looked like straight hot garbage. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they pulled their starters uh, in the middle of the game versus the Atlanta Falcons. So that wasn't nothing but a preseason game, to be honest. But both of these teams, it's one to go home right now. And I just need to know, what are your thoughts on this game? What are the keys to victory? I'm just going to sit back and allow you to go ahead and speak about the keys to victory for your team. And what do you see from the Dallas Cowboys? Take it away, DJ. Um, I think the main key that has happened for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is they got healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We've had the team has been dealing with injury after injury after injury and players that they expected during preseason to be there 
weren't there. And I mean, I'm talking about, you know, as far as big, the biggest piece probably of anybody is Ryan Jensen. He's been practicing over the last couple of weeks. They have not said he's going to be able to play or not in this game, but right. to even have him in that position to do it would be huge, which I know is going to be a game time. They're not going to let that out until the end. They're, they're going to bring that all the way to the end of the game. Right. But there's that in general. Um, you know, health has, like I said, been a huge issue when you're talking about the wide receiver position. Chris Godwin come up with the ACL injury. Um, we've seen him down the stretch look as, as fast and explosive as we've seen all season over the last couple of games. Russell Gage has been dealing with hamstring issues and leg issues. He's been looking better over the last couple of games. The offensive line overall has been playing better over these last couple of games than they have been over the entire season. And they're battle-tested now. I mean, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, they lost Alex Kappa to free agency. They lost Alex, right. Ali Marpet. And um, like I said, Ryan Jensen to the knee injury. So you had three interior pieces that were gone, and now you're expecting a second-round draft pick, which he should have been able to step in and be good, which was Luke Gedeke. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. I mean, he wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Hansley was a third-round pick tackle that we turned into a center, getting his first snaps. Right. You know, out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? He had to come in there. And then Shaq Mason, who's a decent guard, nothing, you know, nothing to write the cows home, you know, with, with <laughs> nothing. But he's a good – I mean, you're talking about him replacing Alex Kappa. You're fine with it if you had everything else in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, like I said, this is like they're now gelling and looking like a decent offensive line. I've seen now Tom Brady be able to stand in the pocket without really having to get the ball out that two seconds that everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. And he still misses a little bit. Anyway, that's that's that's, <laughs> you know, that's behind the part. Now I move to the other side of the ball. Hakeem Nix, uh, who has missed, which you guys are very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's missed a lot of the season. He's now been playing and healthy over his last couple of games. We're seeing them play the uh, the rush a little better. They're able to move him to the uh, as an end or you know inside, do a lot of things with him to bring a lot of different looks to the uh, defensive line and not have to overly blitz teams like they have. And they've also been playing, I think, the run a little better as well. Vita Vez, he's coming off of his injury. He's been out for the last couple of games. Uh, Mike Edwards, uh, safety, somebody that, you know, communication in the back end of this defense is very important, and you need the players that have been there to be there. Mike Edwards is one of them. Logan Ryan, he's been in and out the lineup. He's been good for over the last couple of games. So health has been good. Carlton Davis has been out. He's going to be in for this game. I mean, health for the Bucks. Is important. We don't have a lot of depth and all that, you know, a lot of areas, and we've seen it kind of show itself on both sides of the field, you know, especially on offense that has struggled for a while. Over the last couple of weeks, we've right. seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers put up 30 points. We've seen them in the first half of a game put up 17 points. Right. You will not find that nowhere else in this – hell, even the Cincinnati Bengals game, they put up 17 points mm. at the beginning of the game. So that was probably the beginning of seeing some light life of an offense that we haven't seen much of. Um, so you always want to play your best football going into December, into the playoffs. And I think this offense by itself – I think the defense has been playing well. They're mm. not elite. They've been playing well. Uh, enough to win games, and I've said it before. I said it at the beginning of the season or the middle of the season. This team can still be a championship defense. They're just not elite. That's right. the problem. You know, everybody thinks you got to be San Francisco's defense to you know be considered a good defense. Now nah, this team gets off the you know has given this offense plenty of opportunities to do it, which they have struggled with. But now we're seeing, like I said, down the stretch, they're actually now capitalizing on some of this stuff and. We can see maybe possibly the best game that we've seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play. Now, when I look at the Dallas Cowboys, 
I'm seeing down the stretch a team that is trying to now make Dak the player that they paid. Like he has to now have the ball in his hand when basically his entire career has been carried by the run game. I mean, if you look at some of the, I mean, most of the games that Dallas Cowboys have won, Ezekiel Elliott met some kind of barometers for that to happen. Hmm. Now that Zeke has probably looked like he lost a little bit of a step, they're trying now to use Tony Pollard as that player. Right. He's not Zeke. I mean, he's a good player. Um, he's definitely a lot more explosive speed wise. You know, he's a nice little back out the backfield. And you give him a nice little hole, he'll hit that hole and goodbye. There you, you know, go. Yep. Nice player, but you need a grinder. This is playoff time, right? Mm-hmm. You got we got Leno Fournette playoff Lenny, right? I mean, this is the time of year that we expect as Bucks fan to see you know the best of Leno Fournette, even though, like I said, I, I'm not the biggest during the season. He, you know, Leno Fournette's not the LSU guy that you guys got to know. Mm-hmm. You know? He doesn't look as explosive. He still has a little bit of that strength. We see, you know, he can kind of push a pile and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that one cut that and put it in the, you know, his foot in the ground and go, he ain't got that. I think Coles be closing up because he doesn't have that step, but he's still good enough. And I think that's what's, like I said, happening with uh, Zeke on the other side. And uh, then Dak turned the ball over. I mean, what, Dak's? 15 interceptions in what eight games or something like that, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it was very troublesome. And I and it feels like this time of year for Dak, this has happened multiple times. Look at go back and look at the Eagles when the Eagles had nobody, when the Dallas Cowboys all they had to do was win that game and get in. He couldn't do it. Um, what was that? Uh, help me. It was a, another game that they played. Uh, was it last year? Is that last year's game? Oh no! Well, last year they, you know they lost to San Francisco, which was a what, six, seven seed. Yeah, I mean they had a hell of a defense, but their offense mm-hmm. wasn't going to take home. But again, yeah. you know you would expect Dallas to win some of these games that they had no business losing. Mm-hmm. You know they, they're 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 the regular season warriors. I mean they they they'll give you really good seasons and then <laughs> flat on your face. <laughs> this is when the time of the year that you see them pro- regressing and they mm-hmm. they're doing it again. And then on top of that, I saw some crazy stats where they play, they're 11 and one on turf mm. and they're one and four on grass. That's crazy. And guess who that one game they lost to on turf was? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. And then on, like I said, on grass, all their numbers change. Like they go from scoring like 26 points to down at 17 points a game. Mm. They um, let up only like 18, 19 points. Then they start letting up 26 points a game on grass. And right. yes, Tampa, Tampa's field is a grass field. And hell, they have to go play Philly, grass field. They have a bunch of grass fields that they're going to have to play. They have adversity on top of just being the Dallas Cowboys. And we can't win wins. We can't win games in the playoffs anyway over the last 20 years. Right. Now we got to deal with this. Mm. We're not as fast. We're not, you know I mean? they, they, they Everything's speed, right? Makai Parsons is speed. He needs yep. that, you know. I'm not saying he's not as good on grass, but I mean, I mean, actually, I am saying that he isn't as good on grass. I don't understand that. I mean, you played at Penn State on grass. I, I like, I, I don't understand it. You know. Also, you know, just looking at this game, I, I agree with it, a lot of things that you're saying, as far as especially like when it comes to um, the Cowboys. I mean, I just think that the Cowboys, they got all the talent in the world. They got, they got some talent, man. Offensively, they got yep. talent. Defensively, they have talent. But it just seems like when the game is really on the line, when it matters most, they just wet the bed, man. They just wet the bed. And I'm looking at this game compared to, like, the game that that happened at the beginning of the season. 
when it was nipped up. Both of these teams' defense is going to be ready to play. And it's going to come down to, and I, I see a lot of people in the chat right now, the, you know, a, a lot of people from, you know, that are Saints fans because of the state of the Saints, they're mm-hmm. talking about the Bucks. But we got to be realistic about this thing, man. Like, I'm not just going to say they're going to lose just because they're the rivals of, of my favorite team, the Saints. It's going to come down to, if we're talking defense, quarterback play. And it don't get no better than two-minute situations than Tom Brady, rather you like him or not. Um, if it comes down to it and it's a last possession, that is the guy that you want to have the ball last. Dak Prescott 100%. has proven that he cannot get the job done. I don't know if it's just the fact of the money. I don't know if it's the fact that he's a starting quarterback for the Cowboys or whatever the heck it is. Dak Prescott has not delivered in crucial moments the way that he should. When you're making the type of money that he's making, you got to be able to deliver. And he has yet to do that. And why would I pick him in a big time, big stakes matchup when you can't even beat the commanders? Right. You can't even beat the commander. So why would I sit up here and just say that you're going to be Tampa, even though like both teams, you know, struggle in certain ways, like offensively, Tampa has been struggling all season long. You know, the inability really to just generate points. They, they, they seem, you know, they had that one big game a couple of weeks ago to seal the division, but it has not been consistent. But when you look at these guys, if it comes down to a low scoring game and if you give Tom Brady that ball, they're going to win because I, I just don't – I do not trust Dak Prescott. You better be able to run this football and you better be trying to wear down the defensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if you're going to win this game. If the if the Dallas Cowboys try to do what they've been doing all season long, that is trying to get Dak Prescott over and trying to make him look like a great quarterback, then they're going to end up getting knocked off – going to get knocked off or get smacked around the majority of the game, man. But – I just don't. I don't see the. I don't see the Cowboys winning because I just don't t- uh, trust uh, Dak Prescott. Um, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going defense. with it. Huh? Say that again. And the fall off of their defense a little bit down the stretch. They haven't been as good as they were in the mid to early parts of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, their their secondary has been letting up stuff. They're not getting the same pressure they have been over. You know, over the last I think three or four weeks. You know that that's what keeps them in games. You know what I'm saying? It's not. And, you know, if you allow this offense, which, like you said, has been very pedestrian over the season, to move the ball, you know, keep them on the field, put up some points and put Dak behind, we're going to see what we've been seeing over the last couple weeks and throwing interceptions, throwing the same play twice, maybe for a big six, because that's just what he has been over these last couple weeks. And this is not the type of time of year that he shines. He just doesn't. I mean, he got a lot of pressure on him. He got a lot of pressure on him because he he has to he has to perform, man, because there's going to be a lot of questions and people are going to be asking themselves, like, can the Dallas Cowboys get over that hump with Dak Prescott? Um, But, DJ, I want to say thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for uh, coming to the Gumbo Pie, talking to us a little bit about this wild card Monday matchup. I know you're looking forward to it. Uh, Got some people in the chat. They're looking forward to the game. Um, and I, I really do appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. No problem, man. Appreciate that. Next time I come on here, man, I want some gumbo so I can eat while we up here. <laughs> hey, man, we, we ain't serving gumbo. It's just called the gumbo pot because of the, <laughs> the variety of sports that we do here 
uh, oh, on this yeah. podcast going forward. But definitely, this is not going to be your last time, man. Definitely want to get you back. I, I know you're a Tampa Bay fan, but I know you're a big-time sports fan as well. So definitely oh, yeah. want to get you back on a podcast to talk a little bit more about some topics that will be going on. Uh, definitely want to get you back, um, you know, about this whole coaching situation, you know, that's, that's going on with uh, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, and, and black coaches in general. Uh, we're going to be talking about that later on in a week. So definitely want to get your perspective on that, try to get you back, uh, to talk about that and so, so many other things. Uh, once again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, DJ. Uh, <laughs> e. Crow. Yeah, you want me to come back, E. Crow, if we leave, lose? <laughs> hey, man, I'm with it too, man. I say, hey, I, I, one thing TJ will tell you, I'll never run from anything. I, I don't, no, no, you I don't, man. All my two, like I said, I haven't been as comfortable saying that I feel like the Bucks are going to win a game in a long time. Mm-hmm. This game, I felt, before even all your, your talking heads want to start jumping on the wagon, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the game, I've been talking about this a couple weeks ago, that this is the best matchup the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can run into in the playoffs in their first round. Yeah. By far. I mean, I agree. Seattle would have been nice, but there was no way we are going to get Seattle. Yeah. But, you know, that's really it. Everything else is that you crawling and scratching. The Cowboys, I'm not saying it's not going to be a tough matchup, but – they have a lot of pressure on them. Mike McCarthy got a lot of pressure on them. There's a lot of pressure on the Dallas side that the Bucks can just go out there and play. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited about it too, man. I've been excited about you know playoff football. It's been some good games so far. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely looking forward to seeing uh you know the rest of the games. The game tonight, if you're watching this live, uh, we got uh, the game that's going on right now between the Vikings. Uh, uh, the Vikings are actually down 17 to seven uh, at home to the Minnesota Vikings. So for that person that told me that I was tripping when I picked the Giants, I'm looking like Nostradamus right now. Uh, <laughs> but nah, yeah, that, that game, yeah, that game. Wow. Yeah, that game should be interesting. That game should be interesting down the stretch, man. That I mean, but if you look at Minnesota, they always start like that. And all of a sudden they just start throwing the ball all over the place. And, you know, it always get interesting towards the end. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Dayball has man done an incredible job with that giant team, and they're they're mm-hmm. as tough as nails. And you know they they crawl and scratch for everything. They got that that Jersey mentality because they play in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? They they, they fight for everything, and they're gonna make it. They're gonna make you earn it. And yep. Minnesota's a high flying. You know everybody talking about Justin Jefferson breaking records and stuff like that. Man. It ain't gonna work that way. You got to earn every inch against that team. And I, you talk about a good head coach. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have wished they got Brian Dayball. That boy is doing a hell of a job over there in uh, New York. Yeah, he's definitely doing a really good job. And, you know, I, I said in the beginning, like when I, I did the uh, the prediction show for Wild Card Sunday, I just don't trust Minnesota, man. I, I mean, yeah. this has nothing to do with, like, you know, people would probably look, man, Minnesota and the Saints. Like, it has absolutely nothing to do with that, I promise you. It has everything to do with how these guys have looked in, in, in big-time matchups, man, when it, when – they had opportunity to solidify themselves as one of the best. They always seem to wet the bed. And you look at these stats right now, 10 of 13, 89 yards, no touchdowns. Your team is down 17 to 7 by Kirk Cousins. I mean, this is a classic Kirk Cousins primetime big stage type performance right here. I mean, in order for him to really kind of shake that stigma of him being a low-light quarterback, he's going to have to win a big game. I mean, it's just, it's just all there is to it. You, you cannot sit up here – and take it yourself to the next level as a quarterback, and you can't win a big game. I mean, it's the same way with him. It's the same way we mentioned with Dak Prescott. You have got to get it done. No matter how many games you win in the regular season, it don't matter unless you're doing it in a postseason. Uh, but, but thank you all so much. Once again, checking out the Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast. Subscribe uh, to the channel. 
Also, uh, previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, DJ, let everybody know about the NFC South versus the NFL. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you haven't already, which I see some people in here um, have done. But, yes, come subscribe, like, share. If you like NFC South football, um, definitely, which I'm assuming a lot of y'all probably do. And like you said, we're versus the NFL, so we're definitely trying to grow and try to get more topics within the NFL to talk about. And, you know, us being brothers, you know, any issues that we see within that, you know, mm-hmm. we try to mention and things like that. But, yeah, if right. you want a good time, some smack talking, you know what I'm saying, you know, good information, just not just all just throwing ish off the wall, you mm-hmm. know, good stuff. Definitely come check us out. NFC South versus the NFL and just subscribe and just check us out. We're usually uh, we record every Wednesday nights around nine o'clock. So. If you ain't doing nothing, you know, you put your kids down, got your phone up in your air, man, just come in there, you know, talk some junk in the chat, you know, do what you do. And like I said, JGB can talk about it. I see you, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he, yeah, he definitely, man. He definitely there. And shout out to him. He's always super supportive. Bless you, buddy. Uh, I got my son right here. Got Paxton right here. But yeah, man, y'all make sure y'all check out the NFC South versus the NFL. Great content. I mean, great dialogue. Uh, if you love sports, you love the NFC South, uh, love NFL in general, check out the NFC South versus the NFL. Uh, this has been the Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast. Till next time, we'll see you down the road.